Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. The atmosphere that we find ourselves in is holy ground. And there are a variety of reasons why you might be here. But I think what's common among us is that often in life we need God and a word from God. An affirmation, a confirmation, a validation that God really does see and God really does care and God really does know. And he's not just some mystical story from the past. And that his spirit does live inside me and he cares about me, he cares about you. And I want to validate the spirit this morning that God is speaking to you. You need a sign, you need a voice. I'm validating that. What pastors do is we seek God for the message for a Sunday. Maybe what I would call what's the pulse of the church? The vital signs, the heartbeat. And then God will give me a message to move the church forward. And maybe in a crowd this size, you may say, well, that message don't apply to me. I would simply say, hang on, my friend, it will someday. And you'll wish you would have had a paid attention when maybe you didn't need it. Let me give you a natural example. How many among us that are adults wish we would have paid attention better in high school? I didn't know I was going to be a public speaker. I wished I would have majored in English. I didn't know I was going to have a heartbeat for the Hispanic community. I I wished I would have taken Spanish in ninth grade. I wished, I wished, I wished. So the message this morning is for the church of God in this city that I pastor. I'm glad you're here. Those of you that are streaming online, welcome. Our services are on our YouTube channel. You can share it with your friends, anybody. Just get the word out. Hey, man, my friend needs to hear this. That's the beauty of technology. We can reach way more people than that can congregate in a building. And so I'm glad that you're here, and God bless all of you. Deuteronomy chapter 31, taking you to the Old Testament. Verse 6 through 8. Be strong and of good courage. That alone ought to inspire me. But there's a comma. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doeth go with thee that doth go with thee he will not fail thee nor forsake thee good to know bueno sabe nota mental 
Note to self. And Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him in the sight of all of Israel, Be strong and of good courage, for thou must go with this people unto the land which the Lord hath sworn unto their fathers to give them, and thou shalt cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he is that doeth go before thee. He will be with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Fear not, neither be dismayed. All three verses, Brother Foster, have a nugget of encouragement. Be strong. Be not afraid of them. Fear not. There's a, I'm going to say in the spirit here, there's a motivational speech going on. That probably I'm going to need sometime in my life. I want to preach to you this morning on this title, Storm Praisers. Storm Praisers. Lord Jesus, once again, I stand pure and holy behind your desk. I pray that the words of heaven, God, would flow through me and to minister to your wonderful people. I pray, God, that you speak to situations and storms, that you speak peace be still to the raging sea and calm the weather. Let a word of encouragement come today. Let me minister in the spirit. I pray this upon me. In Jesus' name, I pray. If you receive the prayer, would you shout amen? Amen. Amen. God bless you again for standing, and thank you so much for being here on a wonderful Sunday morning. You may be seated. Storm praisers. Wikipedia describes storm chasers as the pursuit of any severe weather condition, regardless of motive. A person who chases storms is known as a storm chaser or simply a chaser. While witnessing a tornado is the single biggest objective for most chasers, many many chase thunderstorms and delight in seeing the clouds and the rain, watching a barrage of hail and lightning, and seeing what the skyscapes unfold. There is also a small number of storm chasers who chase hurricanes. These are people who go looking for the storm. They drive into the storm, into danger, and yes, possibly death. In 2008, the stats show that there were 2,192 tornadoes reported in the U.S., with 125 confirmed fatalities. 2008 was the deadliest year in the U.S. since 1998. I got to thinking about Southern California. We don't really have hurricanes and tornadoes. We don't have torrential downfall. But we have other areas in our life. We have earthquakes that at any given moment an earthquake could hit. I was curious on just the rainfall in Southern California and Temecula. And our Temecula annual rainfall is 10.21 inches a year. The city in the U.S. with the most annual rainfall of 67 inches, which is six and a half times what we get, is Mobile, Alabama. They understand rain. 
Rain to them is a religion, and they know how to weather that. But we in Southern California don't deal much with storms, and I say, thank God, that's a good thing. I love the sunshine. I love the beaches. I love the weather. I love the people of Southern California. But I got to thinking about us living in Southern California, although we don't deal with much storms and weather conditions. Perhaps our storms are more spiritual than anything. More storms in life, storms of health, storms of lack of employment, unemployment. Maybe you have battled with storms of finances. Some relationships in your life are not completely mended and they're fractured. Maybe you're estranged from someone that you care about, someone that you love, and you're, you're going through a storm. Maybe you battle or in a storm of hurt feelings and misunderstandings. Maybe some sit among us, no doubt, that have been through the storms of abuse. That somebody took advantage of you that was trusted in your life. Maybe some among us battle and wrestle with spiritual oppression. What is spiritual oppression? Oppression is forces from the outside. Depression is forces from the inside. Spiritual, they are spiritually depressed, demonic spirits. But it's possible to be saved and struggle with spiritual oppression. The storms that when you're under attack, that you are not yourself. You are not who you were made to be. You try to climb out of it. And so I'm preaching to you this morning about storm praisers, not storm chasers. That I know that even in the storm and the lightning, in the valley, in the darkness, in the dampness of a dark cave by myself, that I can still have hope to get out of a cave, out of a valley. One of the most popular scriptures in the Bible is Psalms 23, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff. It comforts me. I understand in life. I'm old enough to realize that we are not exempt from oppression. We are not exempt from attacks of the things of this world and the enemy. But I want to pause and interrupt myself for a moment and tell you, don't give the enemy too much credit. He's not worthy. I can't blame everything on the enemy. I can't say it's because of him and Satan did this. I can say that in some situations, but I want us to understand sometimes we're just living life. If it rains on the just and unjust alike, maybe I have a rainy day. Maybe I have some bad news. Maybe my blood report isn't as stellar as I wanted it to be. But my admonition to the church today is, what am I going to do in the storm? What am I going to do when it's cloudy? What am I going to do when lightning comes? What am I going to do when I walk through a valley? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Satan has no dominion over us. Satan has no influence over us. Satan has... Why? Because I'm a storm praiser. I don't like the storm, but I can still come together and say, look what the Lord hath done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time. What are you doing? I understand the power of praise. I understand the power of a storm also. And I understand that somebody in the house and multiple people could be in a storm right now. And I think you are. And why do I say that? Because this is what God laid on my heart to preach for the group of people that would be here. 
and those that are streaming online and those that would watch the archive, that somebody needs a word from God. Somebody needs a tailor-made message, a sentence that fits you. What we call that is called a rhema. R-H-E-M-A, a rhema. It's not a generic word. It's a word for you in your storm. It's a word for you when you question where is God. And you question, is there even a God? Why? Because I'm in a storm. And it's not working out very well. You see, storm praisers are still saved. Storm praisers are still filled with the Holy Ghost. There are some things that are natural and there are some things that are spiritual. There are some things that enter into our life that God allows and there's some things that we do that opens up doors that God would not have opened up. So we have to be careful if we're going to steward our life. If we're going to shepherd our decisions. I have to make sure that God is blessing and I hear the voice of God. When you walk through a valley and you walk through a storm, sometimes the voice of God is very soft and almost invisible to the natural eye, ear, and you can't hear that. But that's the beautiful thing about the church. They can hear the voice of God. They can pray for me. They can fast for me. They can touch the throne of God. When I don't feel like God is anywhere around, I know that I'm in a valley. But I tell you what I'm not going to do in the valley. I'm not going to set up a camp. I'm not going to pitch a tent. I'm not going to put a change of address in. Why? Because yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Thy rod and thy staff. Something about God comforts me. Something about God gives me a rhema. Why? When I'm in the house of God, I'm on holy ground. I'm on holy ground. Oh, yeah, God's omnipresent. What's that big word? It means God's everywhere all the time at the same time. But I'm just going to tell you, my friend, I'm old enough to know it's different in the house of God. I conclude my home is holy ground because my wife and I keep it holy. But the intensity when I get to church with all of God's wonderful people and all the dynamics that move in the spirit, this is holy ground, my friend, amped up on spiritual steroids. And so that's why I'm not missing a Sunday. Even that I'm hosting the hyphen group, we're going to be on holy ground. But when we all come together, the Bible says where two or three are gathered together in his name, that he is in the midst of them. What happened if there's 20? Do the math, math majors. What happened if there's 300 and we step into the flow of God and we lift up holy hands and God's spirit is called the Shekinah glory of God descends down up on the holy of holies, which is the tabernacle in the house of God. I realize, you know what? I can take this week. You know what? I can take Monday. Why? Because God has spoken into my life. I've heard from God and I'm a storm praiser. Somebody shout, I'm a storm praiser. I don't bless the storm, but I bless the praisers. So maybe you're discouraged this morning. You're seeking an answer from God. You need direction. You're at a crossroad. You're at an intersection. You're conflicted. You're in a storm. My message today is stay in the church. Listen for the voice of God. And maybe you're in a situation like Job. 
and you've lost and you're losing things. And every report becomes more negative and negative and painful and hurtful and cutting. But his three friends gathered around him. Brother Foster, that's what the church does. You know what, Brother Tony? I don't have an answer. I don't exactly know, but we're not forsaking you. Brother Tim, I don't know how it's going to work out. God knows. But you know what? The church is here. And we're going to sit with you. And we're going to worship with you. And we're going to pray with you. And we're going to love you. And we're going to care about you. Why? Because that's what the church does. I can't fathom living this life by myself without the church of the living God. I'm not that strong. I'm not that smart. I'm not that big. I'm not that great. I need the church of the living God. I need the people of God because I need prayers at times. I need a word of encouragement. I know we're going to make it, but somebody needs to tell me sometimes, hey, we're going to make it. Words of encouragement come from storm praisers. I think storm praisers, somewhat of a paradox. Storm I get, praisers I get, but when you put them in the same sentence, I don't get it. You see, when people are under attack, their perception, our perception and ability to discern the situation is greatly impaired. In your walk with God, you need the church. Someone shout, I need the church. You need a pastor that will care for you in the valley. Someone shout, I need a pastor. I need a pastor. To help you praise through the storm. Amen. That you are a certified, bonafide storm praiser. Amen. Now watch me here. Watch this. Just because I'm certified in storm praising doesn't mean I want storms. Okay. I'm certified, but I'm not stupid. I got a PhD in common sense. But in the event I go through a storm, Brother Foster, I already know I'm going to come out. I already know. Maybe limping. Maybe grimacing with every step, but I'm still coming up to that altar and I'm going to, Lord, look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He brought me through a storm. I'm not standing as strong. I'm not as energetic. I'm not as nimble, but the storm didn't kill me and the valley didn't take me out and the darkness didn't sweep me out the sea. Why? Because I'm a storm praiser. I'm walking through the storm. Maybe I need some assistance, but I'm a storm praiser. Bless God. He's a good God. I'm a storm praiser. And then the more I get to the house of God, the more I walk a little straighter up. And I get a little bit of my swag back. And you know what? I get a little bit of an attitude with the devil. Ha! What you thought the devil meant for evil, the Lord meant for good. Look what the Lord has. Now, why? Because I'm a storm praiser. And maybe part of my valley praise is all you see is this. Hey, he's got his hand up. 
I didn't even see him. Look at that. He's a storm praiser. Here, just so you can get home today. I don't know, forget that. But here's my point, my friend. You say, oh, I don't go through many valleys. Well, praise God, come enlighten me. Speaking to my soul. But here's the beautiful thing about the church, okay? The body of Christ. We are not all needed to be storm praisers all at the same time. What are you saying? I'm simply saying this, my friend, that if you're a storm praiser and you're not going through a storm, maybe you're supposed to be praising somebody else through their storm. Oh, let me preach for a minute now. Maybe you're supposed to partner with somebody else and bring some energy and bring some power and bring an anointing and hold their hand and lift their hands up like Aaron and Hur did to Moses. When Moses' hands went up, they begin to win the valley, win the battle in the valley. When Moses got heavy, they begin to lose. So somebody said, hey, I'm a storm praiser. I got to grab Moses' hand. You get on the left, you get on the right. Moses needs us. The children of Israel need us. What am I doing? I'm just keeping the hands up to someone that doesn't have the strength, the wherewithal all in the fortitude. What are you doing? I'm a storm praiser for you. So sometimes I'm a giver and sometimes I'm a recipient. It's not even logical. It's not healthy. You're not always a recipient. That's a victim mentality. If greater is he that is in you that is in the world, at some point he's got to be greater. If the world's always greater, or do you even have the spirit? But what I've decided in my life and I've lived is even when I go through the storm, my relationship with God and the church is never in question. I'm getting up on a Sunday morning. I'm getting to my community group on a Wednesday. I'm living a godly, holy life. I might be walking with a cane, but I'm going to be blessed of God. I'm anointed of God. I'm called to God, and I've seen better days, but I'm still praising in the storm. So what are you saying? I'm simply saying this. The storm should never have the ability to take you out of the church. That's maturity. Time to grow up. I'm not advocating storms. I'm not wishing storms. I'm not inviting storms. I'm just saying in the event, I got a certification. It's like car insurance. I don't like paying it, but in the event... One day we accidentally have an accident. I'm pulling out my insurance card. In the event somebody doesn't see me. You see, when I leave our house almost every time, my wife and I, before I put the car in reverse, I said, Lord, keep your hand on our car through the intersections the streets and the freeways, put your angels around us, get us safely to and from, from, keep your hand on my house as it's vacant, Lord, put angels with guardian swords in the name of Jesus. Let's go, babe, clean my back out. Because here's, here's what I decided. I'm not worried about my driving. I'm worried about theirs. I'm not worried about running off the road. I'm not worried about hitting someone. I'm worried about someone not seeing me. Praise the Lord, Brother Frank. You could be sitting at a stop sign and someone not see you or whatever their reason would be 
And in the event that happens, what do you do? I go to my glove box and I find my little insurance card. And I do whatever I got to do and process the situation. But I do not want to use the insurance card. Don't misunderstand me. I do not want to use it. But in the event, I don't want to have to show the devil my certificate from Praise Stormer University. But in the event, I'll shove it in your face. I'm certified, bona fide, qualified. You're picking on the wrong family. You're picking on the wrong marriage. You're picking on the wrong man of God. Because even though you might want to bring clouds and lightning, I'm still walking through the storm. I'm praising. The church is praising with me. I'm doing my best. I'm doing everything I know to do. But I'm getting through the storm, and the storm's not taking me out. Amen. Amen. the Townsend, higher. Let them see. Well, the Townsends, I don't know. I don't want to guess, but I will. 74, 72, early 70s, former Marine, but he's up in age. Body's not working like it should and used to, right? Anybody have aches and pains? Huh? When we were in high school, we were invincible. Who cares about health insurance and life insurance? I don't need that. That's a waste of money. Hey. Talk to me 40 years later. What a fool I was. But as things go on and life speeds up, things, the, 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 the atmosphere, the landscape shifts. Not by my doing. It's just what happens in life. And I've got to settle in my family and I've got to train my kids that in school... And on the job and your friends. Let me show you and teach you how to live for God. I know you flunked the test, honey, but we're going to pray again. And we don't quit. And we are the praisers for our kids. Come on. You can make the team. I know you struck out. But come on. In probably three or four more innings, you get another chance. Keep your eye on the ball. You're dipping your shoulder and watch your ball. You, you can. That's, what, that's how we parent. And so is it in our spiritual walk with God. I'm just going to tell you, my friend, you can all make it. You will all be victorious. You will all be back on the mountaintop. But as you change mountaintops, you might have to walk through the valley to get to the next mountain. Or unless you want to stay back here because it's your comfort zone. God say, no, I'm calling you here. But to get to that mountaintop, I got to walk down through the valley and back up. That's a lot of energy. Yes, but I'm calling you and I've equipped you. If you've got my spirit, then you can go where I've called you to go. Well, someone shout, this is good preaching. The dictionary definition of a storm says this, a violent disturbance of affairs. Sounds like some marriages I've counseled. Did I say that? I just meant to thank it. Definition of praise, the offering of grateful homage in words or song as an act of worship. So when I blend the two definitions, my friend, for storm praisers, I come up with this. An offering of grateful homage during a violent disturbance of affairs in my life. What's the definition of a praise, uh, a storm praiser? Right there. A violent disturbance of affairs. 
in my life. I'm offering homage during this transition. I'm walking through the valley of disappointment. I'm walking through the valley of oppression, physical, spiritual oppression, where the forces of evil, the forces of work, the forces of doctor reports, the for, it's just, it's weighing me down and it's grinding me to powder, but I'm still going to walk. Maybe I grimace with every step, but I'm not quitting. I've seen better days, but I'm going to see them again. Why? I'm a certified, qualified, bona fide storm praiser, Brother Foster. Huh. Hey, that's who I am. That's who you are. I commission you. I release authority into your life. I release power into your life. According to the apostolic preaching of the Word of God, your life is so... Your family is so. Your spirit is so. Your mind is so. Your ministry is so. Thus saith God. Hey! I receive it. I receive it. March 4th, the year was 20, excuse me, 2009. City was Clearwater, Florida. Coast Guard searches for football players whose boats have capsized, whose boat, excuse me, has capsized. Relatives provided the Coast Guard with the GPS coordinates, according to the article, from previous fishing expeditions and said the boat had life jackets and flares on board. The men were expected home by early Saturday evening. Poor weather conditions could be dangerous for a boat the size of Cooper's. A 21-foot boat is a relatively small vessel to be 50 miles offshore in bad weather. Former University of South Florida football player Schuler told investigators that all four of the friends on the fishing excursion were initially wearing life vests and clinging to the boat belonging to the Oakland Raiders linebacker Cooper. But two to four hours, I'm quoting, after the boat capsized, one of the NFL players removed his life jacket and let himself be swept out to sea. A few hours later, the other one had followed suit, the article says. We were told that Nick said the two NFL players took their life jackets off and drifted out to sea. After Cooper and Corey Smith were carried away, Bleakley and Schuler hung on till the morning. But then Bleakley decided to swim to get help when he thought he saw a distant light. He too took off his life vest, Schuler told the families. Schuler quotes, he said, I think he was delusional to think he could swim someplace in rough waters and rough conditions. My takeaway, my friend, in light of my message is simply this, stay with the ship. That's an actual photo behind me from the article of the lone survivor being rescued by the Coast Guards. The other three were not found. They took off their life vest and left the boat. Stay with the ship. Stormy weather conditions. Stay in the church. 
stay with what you know in the storm. I know it's a boat and I know it's a life preserver. It's a life vest. I know what those things do. I know how to praise him in the storm. Stay with what you know, my friend. I know he inhabits the praises of his people. I know that. I know that he sticks closer than a brother. I've heard it preached. I've heard it. I've read it. He never will leave me or forsake me. It's the life vest. It's the boat. I know these things. I know the church is for me. I'm a storm praiser. Simply put, I praise God in storms. I praise God during an unemployment season. I'm a storm praiser. I, I praise God when there are setbacks. Amen. Amen. I'm still going to live for God in dark times. I'm not camping in the valley. I'm a storm praiser. I'm not putting a change of address notification in. I'm a storm praiser. I'm still believing and trusting in uncertain times. I'm a storm praiser. God is speaking to some people this morning in this church to remind you that you might be in uncertain times and rough waters. And to tell you and to affirm you as a man of God that if you don't feel the storm praisers, there are other storm praisers in the house that will partner with you. And there will come a day that you'll need storm praisers to partner with you. I'm telling you, my friend, that's the beauty of the church. I can't live this. I can't do this. I can't walk this without the church. There are a lot of answers out there. The medical field is intelligent. Attorneys are smart. But most of what we go through is in the spirit. The outside world and all of their knowledge can't answer the things of the Spirit. The things that we wrestle with and in darkness and you wake up in the middle of the night, that's a God thing. Maybe it's an attack from the enemy. Maybe it's spiritual depression. Maybe it's spiritual anxiety. But what comes against the spirit of darkness is the spirit of light. It's the God that lives inside of us. And it's us synergizing together as one body of Christ, praying and fasting and praising through the storm and through the valley to help the rest of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. According to the Bureau of Standards, a dense fog covering seven city blocks to the depth of 100 feet is comprised of something less than one glass of water. Dense fog. 
This is according to the Bureau of Standards. Seven city blocks, 100 feet deep, can be pushed down, squeezed down into a half glass of water. This water is mystified and the molecules are spread to where this much could cover seven city blocks a hundred foot deep into this glass. I think this could be compared to our storms. If we could see into the future and if we are, could see our problems in the light that they are, they wouldn't tend to blind us in this world. But I'm living in a dense fog, Pastor. I understand. I'm driving and I can't see the dotted lines on the road and I can't see the headlights and I'm afraid. I understand. I've driven that road before. I've been in that part of the country before. I, I, I've been on that hillside before. But in your quest to get somewhere safely, you've got to understand what you're driving through is no more water than this. This is the depth of your fog. This is the depth of my storm. The screen behind me is our earthly view and this is the heavenly view. This is what God sees. Hey, it's not much water. You're almost there. You're almost at the finish line. Keep walking. All I see is what's on the screen. Gloomy, damp, cold, Aloneness, abandonment, earthly view, heavenly view. And what God wants us to understand this morning is what he sees from heaven's point of view. He sees the beginning from the ending. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the author and finisher of my faith and, and all those things are confined in here. And see, I think to God, Brother Foster, it's just so simple. But we make it look like this. Or maybe it just happens like this. Say, I didn't make it look like nothing. I'll give you that. I just live my life and I'm in a fog. Okay, but remember, remember, Hey, why did they leave the church? Oh, they left the church for half a glass of water. What? That don't make sense. It sure doesn't. They left the church because of their point of view and the fog and the density and the hundred feet and seven city blocks. They couldn't even see the next intersection light and they inadvertently ran a red light that they didn't even know existed. God's saying, hey, come on. It's not much. You're, you're almost there. 
Hang in there. Come on, who's God speaking to this morning? Come on. I live here with you. I live in this too. But I got to understand what God showed me is this. And on my worst day of carnality, I could overcome this. But when the devil exploits it and turns it into this, oh my goodness, where's the road? Where's the hillside? Where's the bend? Where's the elevation? Where's the valley? Where's the rocks? Oh, oh, oh. And that's what the devil exploits. And God's saying, hey, let me show you what I see. That way you can walk through the valley. It's really not that bad. It's really not a death sentence. It's really not what you think it is. But I think what I see. Look, does the road bend up a front or does it go left or right or straight? I don't know. So what I do, you can stand with me, I'm going to quit. But So what I do, okay, if I can't get the view of God here, okay, if I can't really see that and I just trust the Spirit, what I do is I walk this very gingerly. I drive this very carefully. But you know what? I'm not putting it in park. I may slow down to three or four miles an hour, Brother Foster, but the wheels on my car are still turning. Why? Why do you keep driving? Does it end good? Yes, it does. Because when God speaks to the fog and he compresses that down and liquefied it to water, Brother Foster, it doesn't even fill the glass that I held up to God. Huh. So God, watch me now. Okay, we're going to quit. Watch me. They'll get in position. They'll do their thing, but watch me. Okay. God takes this and makes this. Different view. Different reality. So what I'm saying here, storm praisers, hear me now. We're going we're gonna to give God some praise. is that this is what God showed me, okay? Listen to me. That faith is exercised by belief. I see that, I get it, but I believe this. My faith begins to be stimulated, activated, fluid. So that's why storm praisers for the foster and sister can dance in the rain. That's why storm praisers can dance in the valley. That's why my family, my wife and I, come, come baby. That's why we can walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It's just a half a glass of water and the devil's saying no. It's fog. It's dangerous conditions. Don't leave your home. Don't drive your car. Don't shipwreck yourself. Don't. Eh. And I'm saying, no. Greater is he that is in us 
than he that is in the world. What are you? I'm a storm praiser. I'm walking through a half a glass of water. I'm walking by faith because he is in the midst of God's people. Can you lift up your hands? Can you lift up your voice and say, come on, I'm a storm praiser. Hey, I'm going to dance in the storm. I'm going to dance in the valley. I'm going to dance in the rain. Why? Because I'm a storm praiser. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.